0: Let's take a moment and pray. Father God, we do look to you now. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your direction. We ask you to move in our midst in the rest of the time we have together. Say what you want to say and do what you want to do. Lord, we do offer ourselves as vessels that you can use as you choose. And Lord, we ask that each one would have eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive to all that you would do and say. And thank you for your your help and direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John chapter 10 and verse 10. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This scripture is a very well known verse, and that's a good thing, especially if it's understood. And uh, it's very fundamental around here, being the basis of our vision and what we do. But this scripture gives us a clear distinction. Between what is the work of the enemy and what is the work of God. Let us not ever be confused in our lives. When things happen that are of a negative nature. Where they came from. Alright. If there is killing. If there is stealing. If there is destruction. That could be stealing of health or finances or uh, whatever. A lot of, lot of different things that come into play here. If there is, stealing, if there is destruction in your life. Never be confused about where that came from. It's it's sad that we have to take a moment to say that, but in our day uh, when all kinds of things are being said and done in the name of the Lord, you have to remind people that God is good. (laughs) You have to remind people that the devil is bad. (laughs) And uh, when, when these kind of things are taking place, that's not God. It's not God in a mysterious way. It's not God bringing a blessing in disguise. The Lord doesn't dress His blessings up like the devil (laughs) in death and destruction and and, and killing and, and stealing and those types of things. No, very clear, very plain. We can take it at face value. This is how the Lord moves. He has come to bring you life. And to bring it in abundance. And let's not separate in our minds for even a moment. What Jesus does. And what God the Father does. Because how many know they do the same thing. Some have. I uh, remember a guy who ministered here uh, a, a while back. He said now and then you hear people say. When someone's doing wrong or someone's sinning. They'll say you better watch out. God's going to get you. But you never hear them say, you better watch out, Jesus is going to get you. <laughs> because people have separated what they think Jesus is like and what they think God the Father is like. But the Bible tells us that Jesus is the express image of the Father. And so what the Father does, Jesus does. You've seen Him like He said, you've seen the Father. All right, And so God is of course only looking to bring about good, bring about blessing, bring about life in our lives and we should be able to clearly uh, differentiate between what is coming at me from the Lord and what's coming at me from the thief. Amen. But again here we see that the Lord wants us to have life. Let me read this verse to you from the Amplified Bible. It says it this way, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have And enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is the will of God. I want to focus in a little bit on this one phrase that kind of defines and expresses to us what life is that God has come to bring, that the Lord has come to bring us. He said, I've come that they may have and enjoy life. Do you know it's the will of God that you're happy, that you're having a good time, that you are enjoying your life? That's what I want to talk to you about. And this is a new series that I'm beginning today, and it's called How to Be Happy and Enjoy Life. Everybody ready for that? (laughs) You look around our world today, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of unfulfillment, there's a lot of dissatisfaction, and I believe that mankind in general people simply want to enjoy life they want to be they want to have a happy life if you were to walk up and just knock on doors what would you like your life to be like well they they want to be happy they want to be fulfilled they want to enjoy life we know this that a whole lot of people don't recognize their need for Jesus they don't recognize that they're They've sinned, they've come short of God's glory, and and they're lost without Him. And so they're not really looking to Jesus for the answer. Okay? But they would acknowledge they do want to be happy. And so them not seeing their need for Jesus, you know what they do see? They see the smile on the face of those who have Him. And if you in your life are feeling down, feeling mighty low, if, you know, you've been struggling, things have been tough, you're you're not exactly enjoying your existence, um, you're not helping our cause. <laughs> but I understand this, that if you really are feeling that way, you probably don't want to. You probably don't want to be that way. You're not attention- intentionally uh, disrupting the flow here. <laughs> and the mission and efforts of the church you're probably seeking solutions yourself and want answers so that you can be happy and enjoy your life and i want you to know that's not a wrong a wrong desire that's not a bad thing to want the lord himself came for this express purpose that you would enjoy your life he saw he saw from heaven and looked down and saw too many people in misery too many people with all that god has created all he's done and their life stinks, and they're not having fun, they're not enjoying their life. He said, I'm going to go down, and I'm going to make it change. I'm going to make a difference so they could have life like I have life, so they can experience this life to the full till it overflows. That's the will of God. That's what he came to do, and that's what we need to understand, that... This life that God came to give us is not dependent upon a person having high position or a person having great fame or a person being uh, loaded down with wealth. Thank God for His provision and His promises concerning some of these areas. But you know that there are people that are dirt poor that are happy. And you know there are people that have money coming out of their ears that are happy. And there are people that are dirt poor who are ticked off and hate themselves and everybody else and hate life. And there are people that have every physical uh, material thing that you could imagine and are miserable and want to take their life. That's not the issue. Thank God for what he again what he has promised us in that regard. But that's not the deciding factor. If we're thinking, I'm not going to be happy until I'm driving that new car. I'm not going to be happy until I'm living in the house or have this person or or something of that nature. Then we're missing the main points here. It is possible for you in your current circumstance and situation to be happy and enjoy life. And this is something that God only wants it is something that He desire. Uh, it's something that He has made a way for us to have. Listen, the Lord is not relating to you and I like we relate to our pets. Some have the idea that we're so far beneath God. He's way up there and we're way down here. He is everything and we are nothing. Right? What does that make Him the God of? Nothing. Nothing. I want you to know that God didn't create us to be so far removed from Him. Again, uh, there, we are. He is definitely omnipotent and omniscient and He's omnipresent, and we are not. He is the Creator. We are the created. But our relationship with Him is supposed to go far beyond what your relationship with Fido goes. <laughs> hmm. Where it's just, you know, Fido loves you, and uh, you throw the stick, he'll come back, and you can throw it a hundred times, <laughs> and he'll be excited every time and come lick your hand, and, and, uh, and that's about as deep as it goes, <laughs> right? See, you know this, that God created us well, if you were to take a look at Psalm 8, we're not going to look at that right now. But the Bible tells us that we were created a little lower. Now, most most translations in the English say "little lower than the angels." All right. Really, if you read that, that word translated "angels" in Psalm 8 is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is the word for God. Genesis 1:1 1, 1, In the beginning. God created the heavens and the Elohim. So literally what what it's telling us is God created us mm, right here. Just a little bit lower than Himself. Why would He do that? Because He just didn't want us to chase the stick. (laughs) He wanted a little bit more of a relationship with us than that. He wanted for us to fellowship on equal level. We're created in His image and in His likeness. Say, Why why, why do you say that? Well, because we are to experience life on His level. And if we were created so far beneath, there's no way we could measure up to that. Now look, this word, we've taught this before and we'll teach it again. Uh, Jesus said, I have come that they might have life. That word life there is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, okay? That word means life in the absolute sense, life as God has it, okay? He didn't water it down and say, okay, you guys try to deal with this. He didn't water it down and say, I'll give you this little, you know, give you a little doghouse to live in and you experience as much, you know, as you can handle, but you can't really handle very much. You can't really take it to my level. No, he created us right beneath himself. And he gave us the quality of life that he himself exists in. That's the Lord's plan for you. And that's the Lord's plan for me. You think about Jesus becoming. Remember John, the first chapter, says that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. What's that talking about? That's Jesus. Because in verse 14 it says the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. God, Jesus has been God for eternity past, but He became a man, and now forever He, of course, retains His status as God, His nature as God, but also He will forever be a man. Forever. I just think it's interesting. If I were uh, the creator of worms, in my divine wisdom, I created a worm, but worms sinned against me and fell short of my glory and became dead. Ah, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. I mean, I don't think I would become a worm and dwell among them. You know what I'm talking about? And, and commit to, for eternity, being me, being human, and also worm. So why why do you say that? I'm saying again, Jesus became what his creation was. But it's not way down there. It's close up there. But by Jesus telling me that I could have life as God has it, that quality of life, I know that it must not be dependent upon Knowing everything, or having all power, or having all presence. Because that's what separates God from us. Those qualities that He has and we don't have. And if we say, well, of course, God is the way He is. Of course, He's having a good time. He's enjoying life. That's because He's God. But it must not be because He's God, or because He has those inherent qualities, uh, those things are also able to be experienced by me in my current state. Amen. Does that make sense to you? I hope I'm not, uh, uh, you know, saying that in a difficult way to understand. The Lord wants us to live in that quality of life, and it is absolutely the will of God for you to be happy and to live a fulfilled life. He wants us to enjoy our time upon the earth. We often say that Jesus is the answer. And he is the answer. But oftentimes we're thinking he's the answer for eternity. He's the answer for the forgiveness of our sins. And yes, that's true. But I'm telling you, he is the answer for here and now. He's the answer for today. It wasn't the fact that Jesus came just so we could get into heaven. No, he wanted his life to be immediately activated in the earth. His life is not reserved for us. How many know if someone asked you, uh, when you get eternal life, you would not say, at least if you're smarter than a rock, um, you would not say, I get eternal life when I go to heaven. You would say, I got eternal life when I received Jesus. And this type of life, this quality of life, is not supposed to begin when we die and we're standing before His presence. This quality of life is to begin immediately upon receiving salvation. And if you have received the Lord Jesus, you inherently within yourself today have The quality of life that God has existed in for all eternity. It's inherent within you. I say, let's figure out how to tap into this. I say, let's see what we can do. We can let this stuff that's residing internally in our spirits to explode and come out in all areas of our life. It's the will of God. If you're not smiling on a regular basis, I'm telling you, you haven't tapped in okay if you're not enjoying your life not beating you up over that because you probably want it changed but if you're not enjoying your life get ready i believe that things are going to change for you and i would encourage you even now be saying okay lord he's reading my mail i want some answers and you get in faith and you start looking to him right now and through this these next few weeks and however long this goes Uh, You you come trusting God to give you direction and answers so that what I'm describing to you now will be experienced by you. I tell you what, ooh, I'm sure glad I came to church. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. So Jesus didn't come just so we could go to heaven, but so that we could enjoy life. Without him, this would not be possible. Now, if we're talking about God's quality of life, let's take a moment and think about God. What is He like? What is God's life like? I think often we have ideas, we have pictures in our minds. They came from maybe a movie. They came from that picture of Jesus that we've seen. Uh, They came from some... uh, some form of religion that painted us an image of what God is like. It's not always accurate, though. That's not always correct. We should step back and really say, what is God's life like? Let me just throw some examples and see if we can imagine. Can you, maybe when you pray, I do this sometimes. Sometimes when I'm praying, I visualize the Father God on the throne. I can't see all the details. That kind of bugs me, but I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I want to see, but, you know, it's just coming from my mind anyway. But I envision this. And what's the image that you have if you were to think about what is God like? Too many times I think it's very still, very stoic, not a big smile, just very serious. Because he's God. God. And don't get me wrong. God is holy and powerful. And there are times where I think the appropriate thought is, I'm going to put my face in the carpet and not say a thing and just say, ah. (laughs) You know, just wow. God is awesome and holy and powerful. But could you imagine God jumping? When you pray, when you invite, uh, can you imagine, because we know he sits at times. I'll show you that in a minute. But can, could you imagine God getting up off the throne and jumping? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine him getting excited? Oh, yeah. And God just can't contain himself. He can't hardly help himself. And he just thinks, man, i got to run. <laughs> could you imagine God running? Could you imagine God laughing so hard that it hurts, if he hurts? (laughs) Where you go to him and you're talking, he says, hold on, (laughs) give me a moment here. And he's laughing so hard that heaven is shaking. Could you imagine God singing a song? You think about why are we able... Why do you have a sense of humor? If you do. <laughs> it's, it's because God does. Where did you get it? You got it from yeah. the Lord. That's the way he is. Why can some people... Now, we're not all gifted exactly the same, but he has all the good stuff. And he distributes it. Why can some people sing and it gives you goosebumps? <laughs> it's like, wow. It's because God is a really good singer. Why can, uh, you know, do you think God could do a stand-up comedy act? <laughs> and he could tell jokes right and left that would have us laughing so hard we wouldn't be able to hardly stand it. You think the Lord could do that? Yeah. Now, we, we think about it, We think, well, yeah, I guess he could. But sometimes we don't imagine him that way. And I'm telling you, I think he gets around. I think he's having a real good time every day and he's full of joy yeah. amen there is a few scriptures uh find nehemiah with me nehemiah chapter 8 and let me give you these others or this other one in anyway. psalm 2 verse 4 says he who sits in the heavens shall laugh so that stuff i talked about god laughing i got that from somewhere I didn't make that up okay I, I did make up the running part <laughs> if there's, you know, I don't have a scripture per se that says God runs, but I'm just saying he created us. And when we see his mental disposition, his attitude, the kind of life that he has, you'll see that it's probably true. All right. Now, there's another scripture that talks about um, how he rejoices over us with singing. So the Lord sings. And you know what? He rejoices. What does that look like? It's hard to rejoice a whole lot, at least for very long, sitting down. You know what I'm talking about? If you can't stand, rejoice sitting. But uh, how many know you're rejoicing hard enough? You're up and you're moving. Come on, you're going to, uh, woo just having a great... And he does that concerning us. The Lord is having a good time. Everybody in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. If you didn't find it, go to Psalms and back up. A couple books. Nehemiah 8.10 Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want you to notice... That the Bible relates this joy. And it puts that special phrase in there. The joy of the Lord. Why would you say joy of the Lord? That's where joy comes from. Joy is of the Lord because he is joy. That is his very character and nature. He's a happy guy. He is enjoying life. Joy is from Him. Just like we say the love of God. Why is the love of God of God? It's because He is love. That's His very nature. It's the love, it's the faith of God. That's who He is. Joy is at the very roots and nature of who God is. He can't help it. He's just happy. Wouldn't you like it to be so? I can just hardly stay, hardly help myself. Can't wipe the smile off my face. I'm just having a good time. People try to wreck it and they can't. Devil tries to disrupt me, tries to get me. I just, I'm just having a good time. I'm just enjoying life. That's the will of God. Hmm. Now listen, some might be thinking right in the middle of this, what about Sacrifice. What about laying our lives down for others? Listen, we're not taking anything away from some of those valuable truths about giving something up for others, but it's not to the end of making us sad, of making us feel like we're missing out. In fact, just the opposite is true. Really, when we lay our lives down and sacrifice, what happens? The joy of the Lord comes bubbling up inside. It's to the end result i sure like my life man i sure what a blessing of god it is to have what i have and experience this life so it is the joy of the lord remember jesus told us in the faith uh you know he's told the faithful servant in matthew 25 to enter into the joy of the lord what's that heaven is referred to as the joy of the lord why would it be referred to that? Because God is there. And where He is, where He is, it's happy. Where God's presence is. Remember the psalmist said, it, it, there is fullness of joy. In His presence is fullness of joy. Why? Because He's there. Have you ever been around that person? You've experienced someone, you get around them, and they're just up all the time. And you've been around people who will kill the atmosphere. They are a wet blanket. Just... Douse the fire anytime something's going on. So a person's presence can change the whole environment. And you get in God's presence. It's the happiest place, the most enjoyable thing to be around. That's why, you know what? Church ought to be that way. Yeah, come on. It ought to be the most happy place in town. Talk about happy hour. Yeah. Happy every hour. Yeah. huh? Why? Because the happy one is there. The Lord Himself, and we get in His presence, puts a smile on your face. You start worshiping Him. If you have a frown and you're just worshiping the Lord all the time, and it's hey, you're missing it. You're in the flesh. All right? When you get into the Spirit, start tapping into the Lord and what his, He's doing. You'll find He wants you to enjoy yourself. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so simply put, joy is from the Lord, but sadness is really an absence. Of his presence, an absence of his life being manifest in you. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11 in the King James Bible, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. Why did God make all this stuff? Why did he make you? Because he wanted to, because it gave him pleasure. And that's what he likes. He likes to do things that bring him enjoyment. And you know what one of those things are? You and me. We bring a smile to the face of God. He enjoys us. Amen. And that's the way he wants us to live our lives. Enjoying things. I realize some might have a hiccup with this. And this seems very unspiritual. But I'm telling you what, God wants you to be happy. Now, there are people who seek happiness the wrong way. And they see, and it ends up causing destruction and causing them pain. And it ended up, happiness is very short-lived, and it goes away. But the Lord, still in the midst of this, wants us to enjoy our lives, even if you're saved. <laughs> Amen. How many know the Lord could have made life miserable? Other than the fact that it's not his nature, you know, in his power, couldn't he have just made things miserable? And I know some believe that he has. <laughs> because of circumstances things are going through, They think, well, the Lord has made me miserable. Well, you don't understand him. Okay? I understand your circumstances, the situation, how it's hard. And, and he understands you, but you don't understand him. All right? When people are down... Sad and miserable. All these things. It's not a result of God's doings. It's a result of the absence of what God is doing. All right. How many know, he, again, he could have created the earth and paved it? <laughs> Big ball in the sky. Hmm, just made it blah, boring. No sun, no moon, no stars. Just asphalt (laughs) gave us each a compact fluorescent light bulb (laughs) to get around and said, have at it. But instead, how many know he created sites that are amazing? He created mountains and seas and valleys and trees and plants that grow and and birds and animals and, and just amazing things. And people are still discovering Amazing views and, and uh, you know, the blue sky and all this stuff he Well, is, he is, Why did he do it that way? And if, he, if he's just getting down to business, if he's just getting a job done, why didn't he just make it bare bones and uh, put us on here? He wanted us to enjoy it. Can you imagine God walking with Adam in the cool of the day before sin existed? And he said, Adam, I want you to come check this out. Look, at, have you seen this tree over here yet? why don't you climb up this tree? Taste this fruit right here. And Adam says, wow, that's amazing. Have you seen this over here? Have you ridden this animal yet? You know, have you been? And God's just showing him all this stuff. He didn't have to do. He could have made it really simple. But God was creative and wanted him to enjoy life because that's the way he is. He enjoys life. You know, over in Genesis, he even told Adam where the gold was he did someone say oh that's gold and god pointed it out to adam over there there's gold over there go get you some of that it's nice he told him before eve showed up (laughs) so he'd have a present to give to his wife why did god point that out he wanted him to enjoy it I think sometimes, well, you think about population. God wanted to fill the earth. He could have made that pretty boring too. But how many know he didn't? (laughs) Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying God created sex because he wanted us to enjoy life. Yeah. (laughs) That's the will of God. Am I telling the truth? I think about uh, I think about food sometimes. Food can, food can be amazing. It really can. And God could have given us rations. He could have given us a dry little bar, you know, with no fat and no carbs. <laughs> he could he could have given us something that would Bring us nutrients, but nothing beyond that. No enjoyment, but would have sustained our lives, right? But I think I'm I'm sometimes amazed at food and how it can be prepared so many different ways, and how you can have, like, uh, you know, like a pizza, which is definitely from God. Uh, (laughs) You could have a pizza, and you could have a hundred pizzas in your life, and you could. You could stumble upon a maybe a new restaurant that opened, and they make pizza, and you eat their pizza and think, "Wow, that is good pizza! I've never had anything like that." Yet it's still, you know, bread and tomato sauce and cheese and some other stuff on top of that. It's it's basically the same thing, but it tastes so much different. I'm just amazed at how how that works, how things can be made. What is that? That's God enjoying Himself. He placed within us creativity so you can go and not only just eat to, you know, simply get fuel, and uh, but you can actually enjoy it while you do. I, I was in Phoenix, Arizona last year, and I was with a guy that we went to a restaurant and had some good food, uh, ribs, and, <laughs> and they were really good. And uh, afterward, we were, we were thinking about desserts. And we asked the server, you know, do you have a dessert menu or something? He said, no, but we've got these three or four things. He stated them off to us. This is what we have for dessert. And I'm thinking, eh, you know, let's just do Maggie Moose. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, well, you know, we're already here. It's getting kind of late. It's going to take us a while to drive over there. Maybe we'll just get one of these. And and I, because I was, I looked at the, heard the list, and I wasn't extremely thrilled. I'm like, eh, those sound all right, but I wasn't jumping out of my seat at them. One of them, uh, that we decided to get was called a Belgian Hot Fudge Sundae. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> see, some, some of you are moved by the name. Yeah. I'm with, for me, it, it looked like the best thing on the, uh, when he stated them on the, on the list, uh, I'm good with hot fudge sundays, but I don't usually go out of my way for them and think I've got to have that. But we ordered this. And when I took the first bite, heaven and earth moved. <laughs> I was shocked. And so was my friend. We went, we thought, wow, I felt it all through my body. It was the most amazing taste. I thought, I've had hot fudge Sundays before. Yet this one is not the same. It was so different. And I will have it again. <laughs> but I thought, that's just amazing. Why does that exist? It's because God, because God loves me. <laughs> it's because God enjoys life. And he's given us the ability to have things like that, that cause joy. Now, how many know if you eat too many of them, you're not happy anymore? (laughs) So you control yourself. But God is like that. We just need to understand. He's having a good time. He is enjoying his life. And I don't know, again, whether you can say, I really enjoy my life. I'm happy. I'm not just itching to get out of here. Just can't wait to get to heaven because my life is just really not that much fun. That's not the life that Jesus came to give. Listen, if you're saved, heaven's a given. We're going. It's automatic. Man, not going to have to do anything to get there. We received the Lord and we've got it. But He came to give us life today. He came so you would enjoy your life today we must avoid the mindset that says if you're really spiritual if you're really serious about God if you're really committed to him fully then you are a always a very serious person that you're always you're pretty stoic and you don't laugh a lot and you know have fun you're just getting down to business. And if you're really a person of prayer, if you're an intercessor, then you carry a burden around. And you're, you're sad most of the time because you're, you know, you're sad for other people. I want to tell you that's incorrect. That's not the way a spiritual person lives their life. If you, if you have a burden to pray... Pray and then come out and smile yeah. when you're done. Remember Nehemiah chapter 8 again? The joy of the Lord is our strength. strength. A person who is not full of joy is a person who's weak. And they're not getting much done in prayer anyway. Because their prayers are weak. But the Lord wants us to live in joy. Praise God. At all at all times. To have joy. That type of attitude. If God wills for you to have have a happy and enjoyable life, then he must have made provision for that to happen. Provision for that to be um, the case. He has provided the wisdom and understanding and inherent joy for all of us to walk in. You know, Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Some of what we're looking for is we're going after this wisdom. We're pursuing this understanding because the end result is happiness in our lives. If you're not happy, if you're unfulfilled, if you're struggling, i got to tell you, the Lord has some answers for you. And so some of what we need to learn and understand is that... Uh, certain beliefs, certain mental attitudes contribute towards sadness. Certain beliefs and mental attitudes contribute towards dissatisfaction. And those are the things we want to remove from our lives. It is not necessary, even though that 's another subject, it is not necessary for all circumstances, circumstances to come into alignment. For everything around you to be perfect in order for you to be happy. Do you know anyone whose life is perfect? Do you know anyone who has everything together at all times? If that's what it were dependent on, no one would be happy. And I'm telling you, it's not dependent upon that. But the Lord has made provision for you and I in whatever circumstances we're in to enjoy life. And don't get me wrong, some circumstances can change and they should change. But if we're waiting on everything just to, all the stars to align, and everything to just come into uh, perfection, then yikes, we're going to have trouble. I want you to turn to one last scripture here this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy, chapter 6, and look with me over here at verse 17. 1 Timothy six seventeen says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Did you notice, why does God give us things, give us richly? Simply so that we could enjoy them. We must rid ourselves from attitudes of guilt or feeling like we're not really committed or spiritual enough if we're having a good time with a thing. The Lord wants you to enjoy your car. Enjoy your house. Enjoy your roller coaster. Enjoy your horse. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy your Belgian hot fudge Sunday. Amen. He wants you to enjoy Mexican food. That's why he created Mexicans. And that's why he created Chinese. It's for panda. (laughs) You get the point, though. The Lord gives richly all things so that we could enjoy them. Sometimes people have fallen into a trap of because they have something and someone else doesn't, they feel guilty about having it. They don't even enjoy their use of it because of someone else not having it. If that were wrong, God is more guilty than anyone because He has all. Are you listening? And I'm telling you, not that we don't care about and look for opportunities to help those who are without, that's part of what we are part of what we do. But in the middle of it, we are to enjoy the blessings of God that He has given us. If it's as simple as a certain cloud formation that looks really nice, enjoy it. Looking at the mountains, looking at a sunset, enjoy it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy friends. Enjoy having a high quality top of the top of the shelf church (laughs) enjoy the blessings that god has given you that's the reason he gave them to you and if we feel like well no i just really can't have too much fun that doesn't please him that doesn't please him he's enjoying himself it's the very character and nature of who god is and It is the way that God wants us to live. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you so much today. Oh, for being with us. Thank you for your presence. Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. Lord, and I believe that you're lifting us up. You're taking us higher. Lord, and many who hear my voice today, who have felt unhappy, dissatisfied, not, in, not been enjoying life to the full till it overflows. Father, I believe that you're making a way into their into their thinking, into their believing so that you can invade their very life with your life. And I thank you for loving us enough to bring us this word and bring us this understanding of who you are. Thank you for helping us in every way. In Jesus' name. Father, I do pray for those today who have never been saved. Those who are not on their way to heaven.